This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as a new character, and Tyler Hewitt as Attic face. My report shows that the Inquisitor's band are resisting a gang of knobs at a terrible cost. Atticus unleashed a rad grenade and the Inquisitor blasted away with his pistol, but Marnie was struck dead after killing a knob. Can Valentine and Atticus survive alone behind enemy lines? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. On Imperial Weapon distribution and uh, requisition. Now, we are trusting you with this. One of the greatest weapons in the arsenal of man. It can destroy both the heretic and the xenos with tremendous ability, uh, fervor, joy even. The joy of the emperor's wrath. That said, plasmatic weapons are incredibly rare and are to be held at all costs. Should they fall into the enemy, as has occurred occasionally with the forces of chaos, humanity shall find its greatest sword turned against it. So whatever you do, don't fucking lose the gun. Marnie falls. Valentine prays. Atticus looks at the remaining troops, uh, the the knob who's crawling and the the one standing over... um, uh, the the chasm, uh, the, the side of the, the cliff face where, where Marnie has fallen. Uh, and uh, Atticus, uh, you notice the, the knob begin to move. Now, Laura, uh, there is a mechanic in uh, Genesis um, for story points that is different from the one we've used to this point. Not different, but uh, an additional thing you can use story points for um, called a deus ex machina. Uh, those of us who know our Latin and know our theater uh, know that this means uh, God in the machine and usually refers to literally God coming in on zip cord at the end of a play that can't end it any other way and being like, I solved it for you. Yeah, like Sting. <laughs> exactly like Sting. Or Gandalf. Um, yeah, yeah. Repeatedly. Uh, many, many options. Um, so one of the ways you can spend story points in a Genesis system is uh, to force a deus ex. Now, the catch here is that the deus ex can't be like, you know, uh, okay, uh, red five, start your attack right on the Death Star. I would like to spend a story point to detonate the Death Star. 
No good. Um, but you could be like, I spend it to have Han Solo show up and cover my back. You still need to make the shot, but at least Han Solo's got your back. Also, spoilers for A New Hope, everyone. I know that's streaming now on Disney Plus and everyone's still getting caught up, but like, spoilers. Um, if you started at one, you're not making it to four. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're just saying the prequels are not a good time? Um, so, uh, all that to say that... Um, well, you can't spend uh, a story point to like magically uh, be cured and, and alive. Um, you can spend it uh, to force an intervention that might buy you some time. Um, currently, we are sitting at um, uh, two and three in favor of uh, you guys. So you do have points to spend, yeah. which unfortunately you didn't have uh, during the <laughs> great lyric and alto fiasco of Ott a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so, um, Tyler's, Tyler's having a moment of yeah. silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, I think I know the answer to this, but Laura, would you like to spend a story point? <clears throat> um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Obviously. Imagine if she just said no. Nah. We're just like, well, now we got to pause for her to go build a fucking character. Totally fair. Um, <laughs> Back tomorrow. <laughs> so, um, Laura, as uh, as you black out, uh, stumble backward, and fall, um, you know, you you still firmly have in your mind a, a prayer uh, to the emperor uh, to save you, and you're still um, sure they will. Meanwhile, uh, if you remember from the end of last episode, uh, Valentine is also singing uh, a, 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 a hymn uh, to the Emperor to save you. Um, but the Emperor doesn't save you. Uh, an orc does, uh, which raises a bunch of real problematic questions about Imperial theology. Uh, yeah. As uh, the furious orc who uh, attacked you sees a prize that all knobs uh, have been told to keep an eye out for and one that would truly perhaps even help her become a war chief. Uh, she sees your plasma gun, um, a truly great prize uh, for um, any orc, uh, any Xenos, uh, and technology that the orcs legitimately can't safely <laughs> replicate. Uh, so as you fall, uh, <clears throat> she leaps out and grabs it. Good news is it's attached to you. So you're now dangling um, from uh, from your gun, unconscious with a, a blade deep in your chest. Um, but Atticus, uh, you see this happen and you see the orc put on the brakes and it's a full on like John McClane hanging by his MP5 out the window in diehard kind of situation um, where the orc is clearly struggling um, to, to pull the gun free. Um, Laura, can you clarify for me? Um, is the plasma gun attached to? A, does it have like a power pack, or does it have? Is it just on like um, a? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's attached to the power it's, pack. Great. Yeah, that's what so I thought. it's basically like a, it is kind of attached to me because it's yeah. Like that's strapped. what I figured. So yeah. you're dangling free from that, uh, unconscious um, and bleeding out. Um, your, uh, <clears throat> we'll say, um, was it your? You also have a melted gun, I believe. Hell, uh, uh, hell gun. You have a hell gun. I have a, yeah, I have a hell gun. Okay. Um, we'll say it's your... Were you wearing a helmet? I forget. Yeah. I know you have one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll say it's your helmet uh, that falls. Uh, Valentine established at the end of last episode, he heard, oh. a, heard a thump. Um, keep in mind, uh, spending story points for Deus Exes uh, means your character might survive, but I guarantee you they're not going to look the same or have the same shit coming out the other end. So... 
Um, your your helmet falls. Valentine hears a, a telltale like metallic, like clunk clunk clunk, and uh, ends ends his prayer there. Good yeah, news he is, just yells for Marnie, and then he sees you dead, and he goes, "Oh wait, grab grab that orc!" <laughs> yeah. just immediate left turn as yep. he um, sees this twist. All right, for him and us. Uh, so, uh, you're dangling, um, Atticus, what do you do? Valentine is probably too fucked up to do much, much of anything as he continues to push inside bits back inside. I don't want this thing to fire a plasma gun at us. Um... Is there any I swear way? To God, if you shoot that orc and make me fall, <laughs> have a fucking. It's pit. an option. <laughs> My, look. Uh, let me ask you how viable this would be, Tom. If I can grab for Marnie with one hand uh, and shove the orc off into the chasm with the other, just a little kind of switcheroo. Um, <laughs> is that something that I can attempt? Uh, yes. Okay. So. Um, I'm going to need from you, sir. Uh, well, actually, I should probably ask you which which of these two. Uh, so this is a two-hand task. Which one are you using your giant power fist for? On is the, it grabbing Marnie or, or the orc? It's going to be for the orc. Yeah. Okay. Um, great. So I assume, um, Tyler, the skill associated with that is heavy, melee heavy. Is that correct? Uh, melee light. Oh, dang. Heavy is considered two-handed weapons in this game. I finally went and looked at it because I was like, how the fuck does that work? Right, okay, I got you. Um, okay, so um, we'll call this a melee light check then, um, and then I'm also going to need an athletics uh, to drag Marty up. For the sake of visual, Tyler, just because I want to ask, are you throwing the shield aside to free up the second hand? Are you putting it behind your back? Uh, the way I've imagined the suppression shield, and you can correct me on this, but I thought it was something that you could like deploy from your arm. Is that too science fictiony for 40k? You've I don't got know. a robot arm. You're you're you, you you're a mechanicist thing. You're pretty well equipped. I mean, it's Tom's call, but yeah, I would say um, largely because I just don't love the idea of you having to carry around a riot shield. Uh, we'll say it's one of those sort of telescoping um ones uh that kind of like slots up. Yeah. Um. I will say, it would fall like just like fold out like a like a bounce, like a light bounce kind of thing. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it won't be. It's definitely not going to be energy. Um, it'll just be metal because uh, okay. that that reads as more um, particularly Imperium 40k for me. Uh, if we were talking like Eldar or Tau, like Tau particularly, it'd be like yeah, it's a laser shield. But for oh, okay. I think the Imperium particularly for like a rank and file soldier, it would be pretty extraordinary for any guard to be handed an energy shield. Um, so yeah, so uh, telescoping pop up. Um, then, so we can say as you're running it. Follow question then, is it inside the power fist arm? So your shield or fist or is it, or is your other arm mechanical? Uh, uh, I've, I've always thought of it as it's, it's on my offhand and I deploy it from my offhand. Yeah. So it's a gauntlet. Uh, it's not built in. It's, it's a, we'll say it's like, um, Almost like a like a Mandalorian gauntlet, like it's it's a big bulky metal thing that just holds the telescoping thing. Because I don't know, in terms of of like I love the idea of shield or fist, 
But at the same time, for a guy whose whole combat style is around punching things with that giant fist, it would make no sense to me to be like, oh, no, like, shit. Okay, um, <laughs> back off. I, okay, now I can yeah. punch you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll say offhand. That said, I do want to just flag for, like, all of us to keep in mind for story purposes. That does mean that there are disadvantages that come with the right shield, i.e. if you get charged too hard, you're still squishy behind it. Like, if oh, it's yeah, not on the metal arm, it's got its own... Yeah, it's it's crappy at a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Great, fantastic. So yeah. that's that's all I wanted to clarify. Because um, you know, new characters and such. Um, great. So uh, go ahead and roll those, Tyler. We're gonna say for um, let's do athletics first because I think you would have to grab Marnie before you could. Punch that's my the thinking as well. Yeah, I want her as like I want to have her secured so that I can shove shove the other. I'm not gonna shove the other guy and then try to like chase after yeah. Marnie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're, Marnie, yeah, you're not doing that weird it. Batman thing where like you push two people off and then somehow you fall faster because you do that like aerodynamic right. thing. Pencil yeah. dive. Yeah. Yep. Okay, great. Uh, okay, so you're looking for <laughs> athletics. Okay. So. Uh, so against the knob, um or sorry, this is this is just grabbing Marnie. Um Marnie, what is your uh, br- uh yeah, what's your brawn? Three. Three. Okay, so let's say a difficulty of three. Um, Marnie's a big lady. She's also covered in armor. So this isn't a, an easy pull-up. Um, yeah. But luckily, you're, you're a hardy and hail fellow yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give you um, one boost because the orc is currently also kind of pulling her up by pulling on the, the, the gun. So you've got a bit of upward momentum. Uh, which is good. Um, yeah, I think that's probably it from me. Um, yeah. So three purple, one blue on my side. Anything anyone else wants to argue for? I don't think Valentine can really affect this from where he's at. He's a turn of running forwards away. So this is just... (laughs) See how it plays out. I'm right. pretty right. unconscious. So. I'm going to roll. This is true. One success, two advantages, one triumph. Damn, man. Um, Had to negate a lot of failures and threats, but we got there. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a very solid roll, dude. Um, okay. So, sorry, you had two advantage? Two advantages, one success, two advantage, one triumph. Okay. Um, let's hang on to those for now. We'll say you can transfer the advantage to um, holds moving forward for your punch. Okay. Um, I want to hang on to the triumph for now because I think that's going to be important to the next roll. But the good news is with with so like without threat or or failure, like uh, <clears throat> you grab Marnie um, fairly soundly. Um, with one hand, uh, and then you you just crank back with that power fist. Um, All right. <laughs> Hopefully, this will this will be potentially my first melee attack that connects. <laughs> yeah. So, so let me find the melee, dice. which is two purple. Okay. I'm gonna spend uh, a story point to upgrade one to a red. So that's one red, one purple. Uh, okay. The knob has um, a melee defense of 
one. So that adds one um, setback dice. So okay. one black. Um, I'm also going to add a setback um, for uh, the knob. You can hear the crunching of of uh, the the like big um, tin can, uh, like can opener claw as it's dragging itself towards you. So it's not directly on you, but it's enough that like there's a concern that the knob might might get in. Okay. Uh, from your previous advantage, you've got two uh, moving forward into this. I'll use those. Yeah, absolutely. So that's two boost. Mm. Um, you have. Uh, two story points available because I just spent one. We're at two and three. Um, so you can spend that to upgrade if you see fit. And yeah, I think that's that. Okay. I would have to roll a lot of blank dice for this to go badly given this spread. So I'm going to hold off on the on the the uh, uh, story points, I think. That's good, because we'll use one of those when you get punched off the cliff to try to save you. Well, that's also, yeah, this is like story points as reactionary safety as opposed to <laughs> spending them all on a punch that might just be okay on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your party, pal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm ready to roll. Okay. Go ahead. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> six successes, four advantages, one despair. Wow. Behind you. Yes, that's right. This is Morgan Rolls, and I have a secret to share with you. Did you know that some of our inquisitorial band has been sent to us not from the inner workings of the Imperium, but from Patreon? It's true, only special $25 tier patrons can create their own NPCs that will join in the cast of select shows. So what are you waiting for? You can join us if you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. That's right. Come join now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice if you think you have what it takes to survive in the grim darkness of the future. Okay. Isn't a despair only equal to three failures? But it triggers separate stuff. So oh, okay. basically, yes, in as much as it will not cause the check to fail, but despair can be used on my end to trigger things the same way you Got can it. use triumph on your end to trigger things. Got it. Okay. That's, that's right. That's why I was confused. So I, was no, like, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Three success. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So, um, uh, Valentine, you're watching this uh, from from your kind of like on one knee uh, piece a little ways up. Um, Tyler, describe uh, describe this punch to me. Uh, I would like to basically kill this orc before it like 
before its feet leave the ground with a punch to just like the head. So I want to just go limp so there's as little resistance on it coming off of Marnie's person as possible. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just one... <clears throat> I think I blindside this orc. And so it's just one giant power fist punch to the temple um, to hopefully just make this make this one go limp and just sail, just have the momentum carry it off into the chasm. Great. Uh, so that 100% happens. Um, you just like smacker like just blinds just oh running like <clears throat> like getting hit by a fucking train just fist hits the side of the head she goes arcing off uh however you did get that despair unfortunately um so as she goes um her uh her fingers um tighten around the plasma gun uh and that goes with her valentine you watch this happen and you know that basically he's just punched an anchor off a cliff. You have one chance to make the shot that will separate the gun from the body and uh, allow them to not have to all roll to try and stay together. Yeah, yeah. I think Valentine, because seeing is- the, the orc sailing away, it's rather than shooting for the attachment, which I think is too small, he's got to shoot for the gun because if it'll blast then he can like then it'll take itself out and clear fair enough i will point out uh i was worried this might happen so the despair is that she's holding on to the gun the triumph from tyler's role is that you can take this action cool all right so what's my difficulty tom uh what are you shooting with uh i got my bolt pistol so that's that be okay. it um so this is gonna be difficult i don't have f- anything else yeah i understand <laughs> uh it's gonna be a difficulty of four then because this is a hell of a shot to make Okay. Uh, given that, like, all of the things that are happening at distance with a bolt pistol. Uh, so difficulty of four. Um, I'll give you one boost uh, from Tyler's Triumph. Um, I think, um, Ryan, I'm going to give you one boost just based on desperation. Uh, even though you technically... Technically, if you could just escape... I think Valentine would just do that. Um, but given that you're escaping into enemy territory, if you don't have these people with you, or at least yeah. one of them, you're pooched. And unfortunately, because Atticus is now holding on to Marnie, if that orc drops, the the odds are they might all go over, which would mean you're alone in a cavern. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. So one one boost for oh shit, oh shit. The fuck. Yeah. He's the boost of to, self-preservation. Yeah. He's trying to shoot the plasma weapon to destroy it. Yes. Yeah. Can I reduce the difficulty with an ability of the power fist? Uh, what is it? Uh, it's called Sunder. You spend uh, one advantage to activate it, and then you can basically damage enemy weapons. And since the orc is holding the plasma gun, doesn't that make it the orc's weapon? Yep. I buy that. Um, so I had a pool of four advantage. I could spend all four to basically go from one to activate, one for minor damage, one for moderate damage, one for major damage. Uh, if I had a fifth one, it could just be destroyed. But could I just say that I have severely yes. damaged this weapon to make it easier for him to finish yeah. it off? So then, Ryan, um, let's upgrade. We can drop the difficulty by one, or we can upgrade your dice by one. Um Let's, Let's drop the difficulty by one. That feels... The guy sitting right. on six successes and one despair, drop the difficulty if you can. 
Okay, so that's uh, three, three purple then. then. Yeah. Um, just keep things interesting. I'm going to spend a story point to make one of those red. Of course. Uh, so now we're sitting at three and two in your favor. Great. I can spend no more story points on this action. And I am going to spend a story point as yeah, well. Don't cause, say. Because I want to give us the best odds that we can there. Um, that's that's probably it. Yeah, there's nothing else. And I'm imagining having the high ground won't help me shoot a gun off a person. Uh, I'm not George Lucas, so no. Ah, oh, nuts. I would have shot first. Uh, all right, let's just let's just see what happens. One success, two advantage. Excellent. And the crit for a bolt pistol is two. So crit. Hey. Um, <laughs> so as the uh, the orc falls, um, we'll say, um, yeah, as uh, like the the power fist punch um, because you weren't aiming for the gun. Tyler, I think what we'll say is as you come in, it's almost like um, a rising hook. So you you still aim for the head, but as you go through, like the gun is just in the way. So it takes damage as you punch through. Um, the orc falls uh, backward, swinging out into the chasm and um, in kind of a classic like video game character who's wounded on the ground trying to shoot to get second wind. Um, Valentine, uh, you take aim uh, and fire. Uh, the round arcs through the air, um, hits the damaged uh, plasma gun, and with a resounding blast, uh, the gun explodes, um, just pulping the orc um, and uh, blasting um, Atticus back. I think as you fall backward, you, you pull Marnie up with you, so her unconscious body is now kind of with you in uh, on the ground. Um, the knob gets like tossed a little bit back, um, and is like punching the ground in, in rage, um, as, uh, his internal organs continue to, to liquefy. Um, the force of the explosion causes the cavern to tremble. Um, and you begin to see heavy rock formations dropping from the ceiling behind you, Valentine, um, you hear an earth shattering, literally crack as um, the crevice busts open, um, the the sort of light uh, of, of day spilling into the cavern uh, along with that, that beautiful fresh air that you could smell earlier. Um, but uh, in classic, someone hits self-destruct and for some reason that makes a facility fall apart kind of ways, um, the cavern begins to collapse. Uh, so Atticus, uh, it's up to you to get Marnie and Valentine out. Valentine, you could probably limp your way out. Oh yeah. Valentine can move. He's been able to do that. Yeah. You just can't. <laughs> so, do uh, Atticus, um, for you, I think probably another athletics, uh, as the, the cavern begins to, to tremble, unless there's something else you want to make a case for. Um, I mean, no, ath athletics for physical exertion makes sense to me. Great. Um, so, uh, actually, I would take athletics or I'd take resilience. Uh, they're both brawn-based skills, but... Um, resilience. I think athletics would be like, cool, I've got this. Throw over your shoulder, run. Resilience is the like, come on, soldier, you're not dying here. Grab and drag. Uh, it's a lot less elegant, but no, a little I, more about tenacity. I think I'd probably go for fireman carry up over my shoulder. Because right. that's how you should carry someone who's, who's incapacitated as opposed yep. to dragging them. Um, yeah, you drag them if they have their own gun and can shoot at the enemy while you're yeah. dragging. Look, we play with characters <laughs> with a wide variety of life experience, intelligence, and combat readiness. I'm just saying, I always got to ask, because in some of our games, 
it's a drag. It's put the gun in the unconscious yeah. person's hand and be like, cover me, and then drag. put the gun in their mouth yeah. and just be like, hold on to this <laughs> yeah. and drag it. Yeah. <laughs> snarf, snarf. You know what to yeah. do. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm I have my dice pool put together, but uh need, in terms uh, of difficulty, um I'm going to say difficulty of three. I'm going to give you one boost from uh, Valentine. Would you be leaving or would you be trying to guide him up and out? Probably guiding. He needs okay. the team with him. Yeah. So one, one boost for um, Valentine acting as your spotter, essentially telling you when like stalag, stalag, stalactites are falling from the ceiling, whichever the ceiling ones are, are falling. Thanks. Yeah. There you go. You're correct. Uh, yeah. On this planet, they're just called ceiling rocks. Yeah. As the ceiling rocks fall. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's it for me. You currently have two story points available to you. I'll use one since we're making an escape and trying to save players. So uh, I'll use one. <laughs> wise decision. Uh, okay, great. So that's it for me. Go ahead and roll. One, two, three uh, green dice, three yellow dice, one blue dice, only three purples, and it's a f- it's a wash. So cool, um, cool, cool, cool. Very cool. <laughs> I can like never legit, have like, enough goddamn dice. <laughs> seriously, the, like total wash? Neutral, just wash. Yeah, Whoa. one, two, three, four of my positive dice came up blank. The other ones were washed out by the difficulty dice. Wow, I've never seen that before. Okay, um, so oh Tyler, uh, Atticus <laughs> gets cracked by um, some falling shit. Um, uh, go ahead and take uh, three wounds. Does he get to soak those, Tom, or is yep. it just three? They're just yep. I I'm, I'm not okay. taking into account your soak value unless we're we're having a big conversation about it. So, uh, a rock smashes off your your back. Uh, it's up to you how much you shrug off, uh, based on on what you've got. Um, and uh, Marnie, I'm gonna need a uh, survival check from you, please. Kidoki, use that my, cunning, Marnie. My cunning, yikes. All right. Sorry, what's my difficulty, Tom? Uh, difficulty of two. Uh, and uh, one setback because you've been out Oof. for a couple rounds. You have one story point available. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, hang on. Um, this is a multi-system problem for me. Uh, <laughs> this would be survival in another system. It should be resilience in this system. Well, that's much better. Yeah, because. it's weird how they use incredibly non-specific names because you'd think survival would be about no, survival. survival makes sense here survival because it's like here. if you're out in the wilderness, in this system, if you're out in the wilderness, can you build a lean? Like, can you build a, a like somewhere to hide? Can, do, do you know how to make a fire? Cunning. Whereas I think in D&D, survival is very much like, it's cold. <laughs> can you tough through it? Um, so, yes, uh, let's go with resilience. Okay. Which is just how tough is your body, given that you've got a, a blade inside well, you. Let's find that out. That is nicer for her. Three successes. Good. Nothing Yay. changes. You're just not dead yet. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so, uh, Tyler, how much did you actually take from the uh, the falling rocks? Zero. Nice. Um, so you quickly throw the power fist up um, like a, a cool <clears throat> punchy umbrella 
Um, and uh, it, it kind of bangs off of that. Um, and uh, as you twist, you make sure you take it on kind of the metal side of you so it doesn't hit Marnie either. Um, and then uh, you continue your run. Uh, so last time we had it at three difficulty, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time it will be at two because uh, you're making progress. Um, one setback uh, for the difficulty of carrying Marnie. Um, one boost from Valentine uh, calling. Uh, <laughs> but you may trust him a hair less. He's like, yeah, scare left. That's going to be great. Rock hits you. He's like, no, sorry, I meant right. Uh, you know, the Emperor protects. <laughs> um, we are currently at a zero and five for me. So in the interest of making sure you have points to eventually be able to spend, I'm going to upgrade uh, one of your difficulty to uh, a red. Okay. So now we're at one and four, but unfortunately you can't spend that particular one on this roll. Did yep. we gain an extra story point in our pool? We did. Yeah, I, I rolled them fresh every session. So, oh, um, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I thought they were cool. All right. Awesome. Yeah. All right. A little better. Three successes, two advantages. Hey, attaboy. Um, so uh, with that, you um, uh, firing. Uh, you can describe how it works, but um, dodging the rocks. Uh, how do you get out of here? Um, I like the idea of putting something up over my head to protect us from the showering uh, um, rocks and stuff like that. But uh, I think I'm carrying Marnie now. Like I've sw- I've transferred over to my mechanical arm and I've got my riot shield up over my yep, head. That, that makes, makes sense. sense to me. Uh, so it's just like clattering down around over the riot shield. And I just basically, um, I think with it starting to to collapse and stuff like that, that first like wash roll is like, trying to get my feet under me. And now I'm like, I've, I've got my, like I was blasted back. Right. So it's like, I'm mm. up now. I'm got my feet under me and now I'm just like surging forward and running, running up this, this incline. Yeah. This is just a, a, a poopious, uh, rain shower, right. It's just, except it is the rocks aren't irradiated, but yeah. Gotcha. I mean, you know, small blessings, praise the emperor. Yeah. Um, with that, uh, you, um, Rush up, uh, up the incline, um, Valentine. Uh, you see uh, the two of them kind of uh, rushing toward you. Uh, and uh, do you lead the way or do you follow them? Uh, I think he'd follow because if somebody goes down, he's got to pick them up again. Like he can't, he can't, if he runs outside, he's just an injured man alone on an orc planet, which is like the world's worst strategy. So he's invested in these two survival. Sounds good. Um, so, um, you, uh, begin to make your way up through the rocks uh, and sorry, I just want to clarify a quick rules thing. Uh, Laura, I roll the, um, story points at the beginning of every session to find out how many the pool is going to be. I carried over our two from last session to this session gotcha. so that you would have the same amount of, uh, decision-making ability from the previous one. Just the overall pool shifted. You still had the cool. same amount, just we had more. So sometimes no, that's we'll have fair. more. I just like, oh man, we've had like four for like the last like four sessions. I figured yeah. this was going to be a bit of a hairy cool. one, so it would make sense to have one more floating around. Cool. Um, but I also didn't want to rig the deck in your favor, so yeah, I yeah, yeah. gave it to myself. <laughs> right on. <laughs> uh, so Valentine, um, uh, stumbling out of the caverns as they they collapse behind you. Uh, you you hear uh, the leader of the knobs just yell a mighty, what? And he doesn't even get to the Og uh, as uh, the rocks crush him. Um, and as uh, the earth itself shifts, um, you crawl forward um, onto sweet, sweet dirt again. Um, you're, you're back on literally terra firma. Um, 
the uh, the air is fresh. Um, there's a, a gentle mist um, rolling uh, across the, the 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 highlands of uh, of Vicodin. Uh, and you're in one of those like um, burnt out forests um, that uh, at one point would have been very lush and green, um, but now is kind of like uh, the beginning of um, Rise of Skywalker, which apparently was Mustafar, which makes no sense to me because that's a lava planet. But um, just like burnt out trees uh, in kind of a classic World War II um, no man's land kind of way. Um, behind you, Atticus. Uh, Grunting with exertion, but in a very like I think um, professional way. Like it's like I, I feel like Tyler, you're a pretty heart, hearty and hail guy. So it's it's been a lot of exertion, but it's it's like watching any pro athlete who's like been at it for a while and like they're tired, but in a really like efficient and functional way. Whereas like me, I'm tired. And I'm like I'm just gonna fall over and die now. Whereas <laughs> it was just kind of like yes, this has been a long period of being on the basketball court, but I got more ahead, so just you know, off we go. Yeah. Um, uh, Marnie, what uh, what do you do? You mutter unconsciously um, as uh, as as you're kind of jostled and, and pulled forward. Laura, you're on mute. Thanks. Um. Oh, I think, I think without really having an awareness of her surroundings, it's just like a fucking orcs. Kill, kill them, kill them. Fuck, fuck. Yep. Pray, it's pray, like, praise the emperor. As <laughs> blood like rolls down your chin and yeah. like soaks, uh, soaks into the top of your, your armor. Great. Um, so with that, uh, Valentine, you lead uh, the party um, up above ground uh, and you can feel the ground rumbling, not just from the collapse, um, but from the uh, orc war trucks uh, that you can see um, rolling directly towards your position. What do you say? Uh, how, how far away are they coming towards us? Like, what's uh, our window here, Tom? You, they're not like right on you, but they're they're close to being on you. All right. Well, I believe the first step will be getting the hell out of the way of the war trucks, and the second will be dealing with Marnie. So if, if they've come out of this, and I'm imagining it's kind of like mountain rangey behind them, or it's trees um, in front of us, or what's it's, the... It's sort of trees on all sides, um, but uh, you are near... Like, you're not directly in the path. Like, it's not like you open a manhole cover, and you're like, oh, no, cars in New York. Um, but uh, you're kind of uh, a couple meters away from what seems to be um, a thoroughfare for uh, for these orc war tracks. Um, so they are, um, I don't know, we'll say 15 meters away. Um, they're not looking at you. It's not like they're like, look at those guys. Um, but you can see them rumbling uh, rumbling toward you. Oh, if they're that close, he's like, we need to hide right now. <laughs> just like fucking find cover. Like, is there a ditch? Is there somewhere they yeah, can Yeah, 100%. Just... I mean, the nice thing is, this is, again, a burnt out forest. There's enough enough stuff that, that you, you can hide behind. Um, so, uh, the three of you quickly duck behind some trees, uh, as, uh, the vehicles begin to move towards you, um, and with them, the promise of finally making it to some medical aid, perhaps saving Marnie, maybe saving Valentine, and in the long run, maybe even saving the Emperor. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Vase. Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Marnie Schwarzenberger. And our Game Master Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. 
This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy. Imagine NPR in the MCU. The Daily Planet's style desk. Car talk for jetpacks. It's these American supers. 100% invisible. The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt. Superhuman Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago. A wee supervillain? These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona. Wasabi! He could kill himself. Kid, I feel like you're not giving this problem your all. No, no, but yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Superhuman Public Radio. Superhuman Stories. The only limits are your imagination, and I have a wild imagination. New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is SPR. Name the supervillain, and we've done the gig. But these Wall Street types that lack the answers to, yikes.